0: Our modern-day definition and the Bible definition of what a Christian is are vastly different from one another. Over time, as the church has expanded and branched out into new denominations, the simple yet all-consuming call to be a Christian has been tainted from its original meaning. Stay tuned as we look at what it means to be a Christian and how that's part of our identity in Christ. Welcome back for another week and the last week of the series, Identity in Christ. This week, we're hitting a popular topic, what it means to be a Christian. Now, by no means is this episode today going to be the end-all be-all answer, but as always, I'm going to share with you some scripture that I feel sheds some light on this specific topic. Last week, we briefly discussed salvation and what it means to give your life to Christ. How it's much more than just a verbal agreement, but a belief and a change in your heart. So I want to continue with this topic today and talk about the difference between salvation and sanctification and how that ties in to being a Christian. According to Webster's, salvation is... The act of saving, preservation from destruction, danger, or a great calamity. We were saved from hell when we confessed we were sinners in need of a Savior and allowed Christ to change our hearts. But I think to live a life truly as a Christian, we have to go further than salvation and begin to live a life of sanctification. If we look at the word Christian, and we break the word up, the first half of the word is is Christ, and the ending is Ian. I a n. That ending i a n means to um, be related to, from, or like. So according to the dictionary or using the um, breaking down of words, being a Christian means to be like Christ. I think that word has been totally changed in the century, and the age that we are living in. Um, I do think a lot of people just slap Christian on things and don't really truly value or know the the depth of that word. And so we're going to kind of dive into that today. I have lived most of my Christian walk the way that I want to. Randomly reading my Bible when it's convenient for me. Choosing which gossip I'd like to partake in or who I want to slander that day with my words praying only when it's convenient or if I stand in need of something checking off all the boxes for attending church or serving in a certain ministry I walked the walk for a really long time actually most of my christian journey if you want to if that's what you'd like to call it but for most of my christian walk I have just walked the walk I basically have made Christ convenient for me. I've made it a consumer mindset. What can he offer me? What can he bring to me? Um, I surrounded myself with nothing but godly things for most of this time. Um, most of my the things I would watch and a lot of the things I would listen to, were I would censor them as much as I could. Um, I would surround myself with people that I viewed as godly people or people who, um, you know, weren't total polar opposite of me in terms of beliefs. Um, I was surrounding myself with nothing but godly things all of the time, but I wasn't filling myself with godly things. See, I was allowing myself to be surrounded by people who walked a strong walk in faith, who I valued and esteemed as great in their walk. And there, and I desired to have that one day. And I kept, I, I, continued to think to myself, if I just keep on this path that I'm on, if I keep doing all the things I'm doing, if I keep you know, listening to all the right music, if I keep watching all the right things, if I keep the friend group that I have, eventually I'm going to be like that. I'm going to be to the great faith that they are. And hear me out, please. Don't get me wrong. Doing all of those things, there's nothing wrong with them. There's nothing at all wrong with those things. I think they're great things and I do think we need to surround ourselves with them. But there comes a time in our walk with Jesus where we can't just be surrounded with godly things. But we have to begin to fill ourselves from the inside out rather than the outside in. We have to begin to pick up his word daily and fill ourselves with his all-consuming truth if we are going to become radically changed and become more like Christ. If we are going to be like Christ, the only way we can do that is to read his word and to begin to soak in his truths and his wisdom and walk in the godly ways that he has called us to walk. Let's look at our scripture for today, and it'll help us to kind of see this in a biblical light. Matthew 16, 24 is our scripture, and this is just a side note as you're turning there in your Bible, but um, reading the word and preparing for this podcast every week has significantly changed me. Um. I used to struggle with memorizing scripture. Um, It was never a strength for me. And even on like a Sunday after I'd hear a great sermon that was like just knocked out of the park, you know, they'd be like, oh, well, what what scripture were they preaching from? And I'd be like, um, um, I don't I don't remember, <laughs> but it was a great message, you know, um, but since I have started reading for myself every single day and since I've began studying one passage of scripture literally for an entire week, it has become hidden in my heart. Like the scripture we're about to read today, I have thought about it almost every single day for the last week and I haven't just thought about it, but I've been challenged of how do I apply this? What does this look like? Can I look at it from a different perspective? Am I seeing it from a different angle that maybe I, I shouldn't be seeing it from? And I just really started to take the word and, and break it apart and apply it to my life. Um, so let's go ahead and read it. And it says, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, and these words here are written in red, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. And take up his cross and follow me. We're gonna break down these words just like we always do. Um, So, deny, according to Strong's Concordance, deny means to disown or reject. The next phrase, and take up his cross, take up means to carry or to lift. And cross is, figuratively speaking here, it's an exposure to death that is self-denial. And then the last phrase, and follow me. Follow means to be in the same with or to accompany. So if we kind of plug all those ideas or those words back in, it means, if any man will come after me, and I, I think that word after me, is really crucial too, because it basically means if you will come behind me, like if you are after somebody, if you're not first, then you are after the first person, which means you are behind them. So if any man will come behind me or after me, let him reject himself or disown himself and carry his cross, carry that thing that is heavy for him, that is requiring self-denial and Let him accompany me. Let him and and accompany me. Come with me. Be in the same walk with me. This breakdown is, the breakdown of this verse is crucial to understanding the call that Christ has for us as Christians, as people who are going to be like Christ. If we, if we, that is a conditional phrase, if And then the next thing that's going to happen only, only will happen if we do our part. So if we are going to follow him, here's what, if we're going to come after him, if we're going to go behind Jesus, here's what we have to do. The first thing is we have to deny ourselves. This means to literally reject or disown ourselves. Just like we've discussed throughout this series, we need it's not even a want really but we need to be saved from ourselves and we have to accept that we are new creatures that are in Christ because of the blood that he shed for us we have to deny ourselves our self no longer is our self should no longer be the king that sits on the throne what we want, what we desire, where we want to go, who we want to be with. That should no longer be ruling our decisions. But Christ in us should be ruling our decisions. Denying ourselves means denying that flesh and what the world, the worldly person inside of us, the flesh would have us to partake in. We have to start to deny that. We have to reject those things that come natural to us. That's what it means to deny ourselves is rejecting things that are easy, that are born literally, born in us because we are born into sin. Certain things are born in us, like gossip, slander, anger, lying, laziness, bitterness, jealousy, rage. I could literally go on and on and on, but if I had to guess right now, you are thinking of the thing that you struggle with and the things that you know you need to deny yourself of. So the first thing we're, we have to do if we're going to go after Jesus is we have to deny ourselves. Then the second thing he says, Jesus says, is to take up his cross. That means to carry that thing that burdens you most. That cross was heavy. It was shameful. Jesus was tortured and he was almost naked and beat and whipped and unrecognizable. It was exhausting mentally, physically, spiritually. What is that thing for you that makes you feel that way? The thing that is just sucking the life out of you. What is it that's overbearing for you? It's, an, it's a huge burden for you. The thing that basically just mocks you on your journey of being a Christian. Jesus says carry that and i think it's so when i when i was writing that all i could think was you know but jesus tells us to lay our burdens down he does he absolutely does but here's the connection that i want to make with this is that he doesn't say put it down and follow me he says carry that cross see when we come to jesus we come with all of these things with these burdens with these these issues with these problems with we come with all of these things. They are part of who we are when we, when we come to Jesus. And he tells us to carry that cross Jesus, because he can use those burdens and those things that mock us and that hang over our head every day. He can use those for his glory and he can turn them around to be what strengthens us in our Christian walk. He does not require us to have it all figured out. And have it all together and thank God for that because I am still, I am still leaning on him. Am I carrying those things with me? Yes, I am. There are times when I am. I'm carrying that cross and it's heavy. But I don't have to carry it alone because he is walking along with me. I am walking after him, which means I am right behind him following in his footsteps so, the first thing we have to do if we're going to go after Christ is we have to deny ourselves. Then we have to take up our cross, we have to carry it. And the third thing Jesus says we have to do is to follow him. It says, follow me. It means to be in the same with or accompany. Just go where he goes. And I got to thinking about this and. My almost three-year-old follows me around the house all day long. If I go to the bathroom, she's there. If I go into the into her, their um, bedroom to change her sister's diaper, she's there. If I go into the kitchen to start making dinner, she's there. She follows me everywhere I go. When I turn around, I know I'm gonna look at her. I know I'm gonna I'm gonna probably bump into her accidentally. Because she's always right behind me. But I got to thinking. that That is what Jesus wants from us. He wants to turn around and he wants to see us. He wants to look us in our eye and know that we are right there behind him. That if he was to turn around, he would bump right into us. Because we're walking so closely with him. If we are following somebody. That means we are right behind the steps that they are taking. We are we are right there in sync with them. We're going where they're going. We're on the same path as them. We're not deviating. We're not taking a different path. We are with them. How can we follow someone if we are not actively seeking after them? When I when I started writing that out, that really convicted me because how many times have I boastfully walked around and said, oh yeah, I'm following Christ. Oh yeah, I'm doing what Jesus tells me to do. Knowing good and well, when I put my head on my pillow at night, that I was not, I was not actively seeking him. See, when Emily's following me, even if she's in another room and she's coming to where I am, she is actively looking for me. She is actively trying to find where I am so she can be there also. And, and we have got to be doing the same thing with Jesus. If we are going to be followers, if we are going to be like Christ, we have to be actively seeking where he is so we can be there with him. Oh man, that's some good stuff. <laughs> um, just know that this is speaking to me as I'm speaking to you. This is such good stuff. I'm going to read a parable for you that I think ties in so perfectly with this. So we've talked about the three ways that we follow after Christ, that we come after Jesus. If we're going to if we're going to go after Jesus, we talked about three things that we have to do. And I just want to read you a parable um that I think ties perfectly into this. Luke 14 verses 15 through 24. Th- and this is Jesus speaking. He is speaking this parable. Then said he unto them, A certain man made a great supper and bade many. Bade means to call. And sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are ready now. Are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and showed his lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, "Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in the hither, and bring in hither the poor and the maimed and the halt and the blind." So, essentially, this specific parable is talking about salvation and the man who made the supper who has the great supper and called and sent his servant that is God sending Jesus, his servant, to call it and get us, to not to call us to salvation, basically. But as the men here did, they, people make excuses as to why they don't want to come to Jesus for salvation. But when I read it, I couldn't help but think about exactly the scripture we're talking about, about how Jesus says to follow him, to take up our cross and follow him. So I want to look at verse 18, and it says... And they all, with one consent, began to make excuse. See, in my Christian walk, I have made excuse after excuse after excuse for why I was not being faithful to the things of God. You know the areas that you struggle with in this area, just like I know mine. And when I read this scripture and paired it with our main scripture for the day, I I felt so much conviction here I am calling myself a Christian yet I'm just like the men in this parable I am making every excuse possible for why I can't join the master and sit with him making excuses for why it's not convenient for me to come and feast with him when on the other side of that Jesus calls us to deny ourselves and that includes our lame excuses and he calls us to carry those heavy things and to simply just follow after him. And I think, too, in this parable, it is so. The man that made the supper says, A certain man made a great supper and he called many. He wasn't asking them to bring a potluck dinner. He wasn't asking, Hey, bring a crock pot of soup when you come. No. He made the supper. He made that great supper and then he called them. He didn't ask them to bring anything with them. And so while, yes, we are carrying those heavy things to Jesus when we first come to him. He's not asking us to bring our excuses with us. These people made excuses. He wanted them to leave those things and to come and follow him and just be with him. See, being a Christian is more, it's more than just a confession of our mouth that we are saved from hell. But it's a life that is turned away from our own. One that is a life of self-denial. And that one that follows after the path of Christ wherever that path may lead. See, when, and I know I've talked about this so many times, and I'm, I'm going to continue to talk about it until I feel like it's no longer important. And I don't know when that will be, but when we were at our old church, and again, it is nothing against the church. It is the season that God had us in and that we were in. I was walking the walk. It was not until we stepped out on faith, we stepped into what God was calling us to do and to go where God was telling us to be. That is when I began, my, my Christian walk began to radically change is when I started to walk the steps that Jesus had for me and to no longer just be comfortable and to be where I was. But when I started taking actionable steps to follow Christ and I determined in my heart I'm going to read his word. I'm going to seek his face. I'm going to seek his will. I'm going to go where he tells me to go. If you would have asked me seven years ago, Hey, Andrea, where are you going to be in seven years? I would tell you, I'm going to be at this church doing this ministry with these people because this is my family. This is where we are supposed to be. I never would have told you that we would be walking away from everything that we knew for for so many years, for 10 years close to, I, I, I would have never told you that. It wasn't part of my plan. I wouldn't have told you that Brian was going to step out and feel the call to be a preacher. I, I wouldn't have told you that I was going to step out and start a podcast and speak to women and to encourage women. And now God's put this new thing on our hearts as a couple of a marriage ministry that would have never never would have been the path that we chose for ourselves ever are we mad about it by no means no we are not we are so so full being able to walk where he wants us to be but it's because we chose to deny the things we wanted we chose to take up that cross and carry those burdens, whatever that meant, wherever it meant we went. And we are following him wherever he leads us. Is it easy? No, it was not easy to leave our friends of 10 years. It was not easy to leave our comfort zone and to go into a place where we knew nobody. It was so hard. Especially for me as an introvert, it was incredibly hard to leave all the things that I knew. But can I just tell you that he never left our side. I have never felt alone since we've stepped out in in this journey of going where he's called us to go. If anything, I have felt him more in the last two and a half, three years than I have ever in my entire walk with him. For too long, I agreed to follow Christ until it wasn't convenient for me. But that's not what he's commanding us to do. Being a Christian is not about what's convenient for your life. Maybe modern day Christianity, yes. But being an actual real Christian, according to the Bible, according to what Jesus tells us to do, requires self-denial, taking up our crosses, and following him. What excuses are you making in your life today that are keeping you from following right after Christ? What are what is keeping you from following right behind him? So when he turns around, he sees you. What's keeping you from that? I want to challenge you today to take time and pray and ask God to reveal those to your heart, and help you carry your cross so that you can be more and more like him. I want to pray with you today. Father, I just thank you so much for this word. I thank you that your word is the truth and that it changes us and that it has the power to change us from the inside out. God, I am I am just thankful that you choose to walk with us and that you choose to lead us in the way that we need to go. Lord, each woman that's listening, God, I just pray that she I pray that she would really take the time to look at her life and to examine it and to see the excuses that she might be making that are keeping her from being closer to you, God. All you desire from us is that we would long to be with you and to walk closer to you, God. Help us to do that. Remove hindrances in our life that are keeping us from walking right beside you. Thank you so much for loving us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.